down to earth with something we know. It's Star War with Better Buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's James. Hello. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week. How do you feel when somebody plays with your hair? Oh, sorry. I love it. <laughs> uh, I know, right? I love, I love it, too. Oh, it. uh, it's so relaxing. And it's like, um, it it's, it's, it's like one of the best feelings in the world. That's honestly one of the nicest things about having long hair right now is like I, people can just play with my hair. Like, yeah, that's right. You do have like longer hair. That's right. My hair's fucking soft as hell. Do you condition it? Yeah, I do. With three in one suave, sh- uh, like citrus shampoo. Look at you. <laughs> I use a three in one, James. It's okay. I use a I use a two in one, so we're we're essentially the same. Um, but I'm better because my conditioner is bundled in with the soap and shampoo. It's true. Mine is just a shampoo and conditioner. Um, so it's all just soap. Get over yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I I enjoy it. I enjoy it uh, quite a bit, especially if like sometimes you don't realize like how tense you are until somebody until somebody does that, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh I could just stay like this for for a bit. I uh, mm-hmm. a few months back, I got my hair braided. That was pretty nice. Yeah, that's got to be therapeutic, right? It really was. And I was a good patient because I just let her like do the braids. And even though it was like pulling and she was like, oh, wow, you're doing really good at like not complaining about the the hurt from like getting your hair pulled while I'm trying to make this braid. And I was like, yeah, why the fuck would I complain about it? I asked you to do this. (laughs) Apparently a lot of guys like bitch and moan about how it hurts. You should have screamed. You just screamed every time she pulled slightly. Good grief! But then, just not made any comment on it. Like it, you immediately scream, and then the minute it stops, you just you stop. Oh, I'm just like, there's nothing. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah. Yeah. Like yeah, it, like, like stitch that. with the record player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it puts a finger down, and the music starts coming out. Lift it up, it stops. <laughs> yeah, like that. I love that. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. I've never seen Borat. Oh, oh, you should. I should, should. but I don't like Sasha Baron Cohen. You'll like, uh, do you not like, is it, is it his style or is it him? I just think he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not a big fan. I'm sure the first Borat's fantastic. I know some of his other shit is really good. Mm-hmm. But, like, particularly after, like, and, like, let's be honest, like, okay, we, his political affiliations, like, I don't give a fuck about his political affiliation. It was the fact mm-hmm. that he went pretty hard on the whole politics stuff with Borat too. Yeah. And then, like, either before or just after that, went to a Republican political rally in disguise as a musician, managed to get on a stage and sang a song just shitting on Republicans. Just absolutely wrecking them and calling them out and talking about how terrible they were and just being such an asshole. Where it was kind of like, dude, I I get you don't like their views. I get you don't like some of the people. That's just inciting. That's, that's asking for problems. You're creating yeah, I animosity. Heard, I heard Borat too was kind of like a letdown. I don't know why you would make a sequel to that movie. I I think the original Borat is actually a pretty a pretty brilliant um, film in its own right. Like it is, it is pretty funny. I'm not a huge fan of the man on the street. Like, oh, I'm gonna go into somewhere and like make like 
the joke is ha 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 these are like ordinary people and look how ordinary people behave on camera when something weird happens like i don't always find that very funny because the the joke is just usually like look how stupid these people are look how ridiculous it is yeah it's like well yeah like you're intentionally creating a ridiculous situation i will say borat goes a little beyond that because it's it is more about like showing sometimes how when people know they're being filmed like they will almost let anything go like they will just say or do anything and it is kind of crazy some of the people he manages to get on camera but i would i recommend it as like a once through watch i have not watched it since i saw it originally like i i like the character idea and i think the concept is interesting mm-hmm. but and i'm sure i'd enjoy the first film i just remember the trailers for the second one and being like i this is leaving a bad taste in my mouth in my mouth yeah yeah, it's weird too because it's like in. I don't. Maybe it's because like we're not as like proximal to it, but it seems like the. Like making fun of Republicans was like a little bit different like 18, 19 years ago, like 2004, like in the Bush era, because yeah. it was very like. Like there was something still sort of. I don't know, like ominous, I guess, about the Republican Party, or at the very least, it was like still a, a party that was sort of um, in power, like so to speak, uh, and sort of I don't know, like I would pause. I don't really know how to describe it. I think part of it, it is that even at least as far as my understandings of everything goes, and this is just from like my filter on the world. It seemed 19, 20 years ago, and then kind of even like up to 10 years ago, probably, maybe a little more than that, 12 years, it was like, oh, you know, yeah, we're ma- we make fun of Republicans, but like, Democrats do dumb stuff too, and people make fun of that too, and it's just kind of all like part of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it, since it kind of went from like, oh, we're all just making fun of each other, it is what it is, like, ha ha ha, to getting just absolutely vitriolic and like out to hurt people. And this is not like a defense of Republicans yeah. saying like, don't, don't hurt a Republican. It was like, cause they got just as mean about it. And it was kind of like, all right, I don't guys, what happened to the fun? Why, why yeah, can't we have right. fun? It was more like, I think you're right where it's like, or maybe originally some of that stuff. Cause it's like a lot of people have commented that like, a lot of you know for instance a lot of like the talk shows we've gotten not not just talk shows but the comedy like uh talk shows we've gotten they've spun mainly from the daily show and the daily show erupted from this vein of sort of like um it was at a point where like being like a liberal was still kind of like edgy and you felt like you were going up against this like big monolith of like conservatism and and these war hawks and yeah exactly and now it's pretty obvious that like the it's pretty obvious that there's like a a pretty heavy liberal domination of like media and culture and i don't think that's like insane to say like i also don't think that's a change really like let's be honest going back centuries the arts have always been a little bit more free thinking yeah, they, they tend to lean towards that, that stuff. And when you get down to it, it's it's all colors of the same kind of shirt. Like, it's not... There there really aren't many, ver- like, variations, like, uh, on policy. It's usually just how things are worded or executed. I mean, we, we went into Iraq under... Uh, 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 what is it? You know, under a, 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 under... Yeah, under a Republican president... We went into the Ukraine under a democratic one. I mean, both both parties can essentially execute the same maneuvers. It's just they do them for different reasons, um, supposedly. And uh, I, I think originally it seemed like a lot of the commentary not only did it have this kind of young, up and coming, like out of college, like "fuck you, dad," like I'm, you know, I don't want to go to war or whatever. It it also focused on like this is absurd this is crazy the whole situation is ridiculous and there was a focus more on this absurdity 
rather than the politics necessarily. The politics were like seen as an element, but it was more like, wow, this is really stupid and insane. Now it kind of seems like it's it like a lot of comedy or a lot of stuff like that has been repurposed for like political stuff. Like yeah. a lot of Stephen Colbert is debatably the worst offender, and this is such like a lukewarm and trite observation. Like I'm pretty sure we've had this conversation before. (laughs) I think we have. So it's like I'll leave it at that. Like everybody knows like what it sounds like when there's like a talk show or a show that's focused on comedy. And I'm not just saying this is like, oh, like stop making fun of the right wing. That's not very nice. I I honestly I don't care. Like make fun of people. But the biggest thing about any comedy show or any show is it's either got to be funny or it's got to be entertaining, like entertaining, entertaining. And you can't just like pander to one group or the other. Pandering to right wing people is the exact same thing as pandering to left wing people. If you do uh, one, you know better than the other. I just had a very comforting thought, though, because one of my issues with the like late night comedy talk show things is like they all say the same fucking thing. And mm-hmm. then I, in thinking about that, I just remembered that my grandparents have a couple issues of Mad Magazine. They're pretty old issues. And just kind of like, you know, have like there's those like magazine stands where there's just a bunch of magazines piled in the thing in the living room and that's just what it is? Yeah. Yeah, they're in there. And one of them, one of the like sections of one of the issues is all about uh, like Armageddon, the movie, right? I think that's Armageddon's the one with like the meteor coming in to blow up the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, the title joke is like Deep Impact or something. But early on, as they're talking about, like, oh, this meteoroid's coming in, Mad Magazine makes the joke that, and all the talk show hosts make the same joke. Is that a meteorite or is it Jay Leno's chin? (laughs) And I was like, oh, I just had the realization that, like, talk show hosts have been all making the identical joke at the same time for forever. I don't need to be mad about that. Yeah, I I agree. I, I I think that's like a good point, and and that's one of the things that makes a lot of this critique like very, very difficult very or or toast. kind of like milk toast. Yeah, it's like well, yeah, no shit. It's like they're the talk show hosts. Like the job is literally just to get something out on the airwaves so that people like you know it's like we got to sell toothpaste. You know, fucking go out there and tell the same joke as everybody for twenty minutes, and then. We're going to sell toothpaste in cars and do all that shit. It's not just motivated by that, but it's just, it's just the form, you know? So yeah. I think that's, that's it too, is like, you know, and all, all of them probably share similar writers. Like they, writers get up and leave and go to one show or go to the other or whatever, you know, it's like, it's all kind of the same biz. So I don't know. I don't begrudge anyone for like doing their job necessarily. I will begrudge someone for doing a bad job. Yeah. You know, like, especially if, like, you do command a certain level of influence. And talk show hosts really don't command as much as we give them credit for. Or, they, yeah, they, yeah, they don't, they really don't have that much of an influence within their own industry unless they are actually, like, uh, kind of a, a celebrity kingmaker, which no one really is right now. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, hopefully i want to see a talk show wouldn't it be great wouldn't it be great if we had a talk show that came out where it's like oh my god this is actually funny this is actually really funny like i i actually but james if a talk show was funny no one would watch it (laughs) you're right actually there's a few going on right now that uh, are kind of like that they're not quite talk shows but they're trying so who knows maybe well maybe one of those will come in how about we go to talking about things we like? Yeah, sounds good. It's Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Do you want to start, or should I? I can start. I'm coming in hot off this one, so <gasps> I actually have one. one. Hot damn. I, I don't think I've recommended this. Um, this is going to be kind of corny, but Ooh. I don't think I've recommended this. But speaking of talk shows that don't get that that don't get as much play as they should, or at least I think deserve to find a bigger audience. Um, I would like to recommend uh, the Adam Friedland show. The Adam Friedland you heard, show. What is that? Have, have you heard of this? I've uh, never heard. Of have this. you heard about these folks? Have you heard this? Have you heard these folks? <laughs> um, what the fuck was that? 
That's Jay Leno. That's like Jay Leno's. I've never he, seen he, Jay Leno live. When he would do his monologue, he would do that's that was the thing everyone would imitate. Was yeah, he's kind of got like that notable, like a higher pitched voice with just a little bit of a lisp. Like, have you heard about this, folks? Folks, have you heard? See, it's crazy. Um, okay, but the Adam Friedland show uh, is a spinoff of a podcast whose name i cannot repeat um okay and not on this program um it's offensive or because they're gonna sue us to oblivion it's offensive it's it's a it's a it's a it's an offensive name i mean it's not do we have an acronym the most offensive name look up um if you want look up uh nick mullen podcast okay and that's N-I-C-K-M-U-L-L-E-N. And type in, you could type in C-Town after that. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that. Yeah, we can't say that. But I will say that particular podcast, uh, very vulgar, very crude, maybe one of the single funniest things I've ever heard. It is, it is hilarious that podcast in particular is just a bunch of guys it's three guys and it ended actually about a year or two a year ago or so okay um maybe a little less late maybe a little more it was three friends three guys who are living in new york city and three dudes and they're all kind of like uh stand-up comedians they're they're kind of like in their late 20s when the show starts out maybe like maybe early 30s ish yeah. And the show quickly goes from them. Like they try to have kind of a structured show, but that quickly falls apart. Basically, what they end up doing is the show just becomes them sitting around and like riffing for like an hour or so. Okay. And they come up with like, they come up with bits that are, um, they're, they're hilarious. Like they're really dumb. They're really dumb, like three guys like sitting around and trying to make each other laugh kinds of bits. So, a lot of repetition, a lot of like really crude humor. I lose my mind when I listen to them. I like there's some stuff where it's like, all right, I get it, same stuff. Did you hear that, there's, folks? He lost his mind. <laughs> there are some jokes though, and just some bits because they come out of nowhere. Because they're just these guys are just making it up as they're they what go we along. Wish we could be. Basically, they're what we could be if we recorded in the same room and we're together. <laughs> uh, or smarter it depends on what kind of way we have to go either direction but where we're at is just too middle of the ground that's true we'll act as a nice bridge but anyway that original podcast was that so it's three guys kind of hanging out riffing one of the guys uh ends up leaving to go start his own career leaving these two guys nick mullen uh and adam friedland and they decide to essentially make a talk show it's called the adam friedland show And it's in its kind of beginning stages now. I wouldn't necessarily recommend uh, it entirely. Although I will say, like, I think it has uh, an immense amount of potential. And I also think it's, like, one of the most ambitious projects I've ever heard from people who are, like, kind of our age. Because basically the goal is, like, to continue their original podcast. So they're still doing a podcast. But they're also doing, like, lot like i don't know if it's i don't know like if uh, they have a patreon so i don't know if like they have a, a place where they stream these interviews but they're oh, doing right. interviews like long form interviews with people um where they just like sit down and talk with them and it's in the style of like uh, a 70s kind of like talk show but the thing is is it's like these are two comedians they're kind of like drenched in hyper like irony so there's some stuff where it's like the show almost becomes this bizarre like uh, parody of itself and yet it's a genuine thing and it's not. It's like one of the most fascinating attempts at making a work of art that I've ever seen. Huh. And I would highly recommend um, even just looking up like Adam Friedland show clips because they do little uh, – the show is currently in three parts. It's in the podcast it's in these like live interviews um and then it's in these like little film segments that they'll do like introducing the show or kind of like i have to go to three different places to get an episode 
that's well that's the problem right now if you look it up if you look up this stuff on youtube you can find it and this is their biggest problem is that they're like i've never heard of anyone i've never seen anyone try to do this like they're doing it like they actually built a real we stopped our podcast recording right here and then switched over to a youtube video Mm -hmm. and then i like halfway through the youtube video stopped and put out a bunch of pre-made clips well basically what it would be like a full episode if we're talking it includes all the things would be you'd like watch it on youtube and it would literally be like the film the cold open so whatever film segment they're doing okay and then it would segue into like their live interview or it would just be the podcast so it really depends like the only time they'll do like a film segment i believe is if they have an interview to pair with it okay. so or or a film's part of their podcast i know this is like very jumbled right now it's just it's really like imagine trying to do all this yeah. i personally can't like it's insane that they're even trying it and i have no idea if they'll succeed at the very least i'd recommend checking out like adam friedland show filmed cold open or something like that on youtube some of it and the thing is maybe the the whole success of the show is only going to come from people who were fans of the previous podcast i don't know maybe you go and listen to some clips online see if it's your thing maybe maybe not i will say the two shows are very different but they do have some. They have the same people working essentially. So take that for what you will. I think just as like a like just watching this develop in real time is kind of it's really cool. That's why, and I really applaud them for like doing it and trying. So yeah, that's that awesome, would be though. my recommendation: is uh, the Adam Friedland show. With a little sidecar recommendation of Sea Town. Interesting. Well, that's a that's a very different thing than I'm going to recommend. Yeah, let's hear. So I'm going to recommend a video game, and I'm going to recommend the video game Across the Obelisk. Across the Obelisk is, is a medieval fantasy themed uh, video game, and it is a deck building game. So like. You, when you start out, you can play, like, single player or multiplayer, and you pick your character. There's, uh, the fight, or, like, your class. Fighter, rogue, magic user, and cleric. And then each of those, like, you can unlock characters to use for each of them. So, like, the first fighter you get is Magnus. And Magnus is a, was a fighter in the Wolf Wars. And there's, like, wolf people and pig people and all sorts of things, and, like, he was a fighter in the Wolf Wars. He was really good in leading the people, but he got betrayed like last minute in the wars and got scratched and turned into a wolf. Like a werewolf kind of thing. And now he's a mercenary. But like, so his deck is a lots of like cards that let you defend and cards that let you attack and stabby stabby and like sometimes like diving in to buff other people with like defense and stuff. Whereas like the rogue can do lots of like poison and sneaking to not get hit and like their ranged attacks they can choose which person to hit rather than just hitting the first enemy uh, but so like it's a deck builder so you start off with your deck and then as you play like through the game you can uh, collect new cards and change your deck and upgrade cards and you work your way kind of across a map of like oh, okay you're at the starting town do you go up down or forward and you pick one, and then you go from there, and, like, there's world events and things. It's a roguelite, so, like, uh, did you ever play FTL? Did. Yeah, did. so it's like FTL, right? Like, how FTL, you kind of, like, gotta pick your path through the solar system, and then random events will happen. But instead of having, like, the ship-to-ship battles, it's card game. One of the really neat things about it is you don't have to be good at the card game if somebody else is. Because... You, if you're playing multiplayer, up to four players, you can see what your allies' hands are when it's their turn. And can actually vote, like, oh, I think you should play this card. That's a pretty cool mechanic. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun, and, like, it's a roguelite, so, like, you know, you're gonna fail and restart and progress from there. Um, I was playing it yesterday for, like, three hours. And in our first hour, we 
almost got to the end of the first map and then lost. And it was like, we had a really rough fight, lost somebody, but we won. And then going into our next fight, because we like we didn't target the right people because we it was our first time playing the game and the healer the enemy healers just like kept buffing and healing their people up to full and fucked us over so we lost and our second run we got all the way to the second area but by that point it'd been another like two hours and we were like all right like that's enough for tonight we'll save here and call it good um I honestly there... don't know how many maps there are. Are there, really quick? Are there so? Is it like? Are there actual characters on the screen that you're playing through? And then like, um, like when it, uh, when you need to make a decision or you fight somebody or something like that, that's when it turns to cards. Or is it sort of like all cards? You just progressing on this um, map. Like how's it? No, it how's like, it presented? It's like the first one, right? Where it's like, okay, the blue light indicates where you are. Everybody votes on which one to go to. You go to the next stage, and then. If it's a fight, you just switch over to the card game. But in, like, the random events, you have, like, dialogue options or, like, you like there's a fishing contest. And we could choose to either leave the contest and just not participate. Or we could choose to partake in the contest, paying the 60 gold at the chance of winning 120. Or we could cheat and risk losing entirely because we cheated. And the rogue had an option of, like, oh... If I draw this specific kind of card out of a random pull from the deck, we'll succeed at cheating. Um, and then, like, with the random event, if we pick, like, oh, we just play the game, we have to get uh, the total sum of, like, the value of our cards has to be, like, four or more. Or s under six, or something like that. And then in multiplayer, if you, like, disagree on which option to do, you just pick your, your votes... And it says, okay, here's we're settling the disagreement. This player, you pick. Is it the lowest card, highest card, or closest to two wins? And then everybody draws a card from their deck to see what number they get. And it's the, like the cost to play the card. And then it keeps narrowing it down until one person wins, and it picks that option. Like the winner's option is the one that it goes for if there's a, a disagreement amongst which option to go for. So it's not like you're going to ever end up with like a stuck in a place because two people are on one side and two people are on the other. It's already got mechanics in place to like fix that. That's cool. What brought you into it initially? Did somebody suggest it or did you just find yeah, it? Um, um, somebody suggested it. I want to say Alex maybe? He suggested it as like, oh, this looks like it'd be fun for us to all play. And it's kind of D&D-ish, because it's like the fantasy shit. And it was a pretty good time. Dang, that's cool. And it's, um, well, let, me ch let me check Steam real quick to see if I can uh, tell you how much it costs. Alright, stop. Confirm. Fuck. 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 No! Fuck! I open the game, it's gonna make noise. Fuck. I'm, I meant to just oh go to the God. store page. Fuck. I stopped it. Okay. Oh, I thought we were actually gonna get a front row seat. No, you don't That's want fine. a front row seat. You can fuck with my volumes. My levels. Fuck that shit. Uh, it costs $20 on Steam right now. So if you just wait for a sale, it, it's totally worth it. And, oh, that's one of the other cool things, too, is like... It has no microtransactions, but it still has, like, card backs and, um, like, different character skins you can earn while playing the game. If you, like, level your character up to, like, 14 and 20 or whatever, you can get, like, different skins. That's right, I see you achieve them through, through playing the, the good old-fashioned EXP. That's really nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it was a really fun time. A really good time. And it's called Across the Obelisk? Yes. I, I why think, uh, is it why is it called that? Because your goal, the like story is that the sixteen year old princess got kidnapped by the uh royal wizard, and you have to go they they were seen heading towards the obelisk that is now active with magical energy. And spoiler alert for after the first map, but like it's it's not a spoiler for the whole game, because there's more than one map. Once you get to the obelisk, it turns out to be a portal. And you can go, like, pick which world you go to next. That's really cool. 
So you travel across the obelisk to the next world. Uh-huh. Sounds fun. Yeah, I honestly, like, if John was on tonight, I would be totally recommending it to him, because I think it's right up his alley. Yeah, that sounds like something John would really dig. Nice. Um, do we want to do a rework rewrite, or how to be a better buddy? I say how to be a better buddy. All right. Um, Where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question this week is actually an important one because John submitted it at the end of last week saying we need to answer it. What is the new Star Wars watch order now that there are so many more movies? This is the question. And I think I have the answer. I think it is contextual to what you have seen and what you haven't. So here is the ultimate Star Wars watch order, I think. Mm-hmm. You start with episode seven. You watch that until you get to the point where they meet Han Solo and he says it's true. All of it. You stop there. Rewind back to episode four. <laughs> until And you watch episode four until Luke meets Obi-Wan. <laughs> And from there, when Luke meets Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan says, Ah, yes, I fought with your father during the Clone Wars. You stop there. Rewind back to episode one. You watch episode one. Episode two. The Clone Wars. The Clone Wars TV show. The first episode of The Bad Batch. Episode three. The rest of The Bad Batch. Star Wars Rebels. Then you watch Rogue One. But... Before you finish Rogue One, you watch the first little intro of Rogue One that is the, the like, in the past when the main character is a child. You finish that up until when she's an adult. And then you pause the movie. You go watch Solo, A Star Wars Story. And then you return to Rogue One. You finish Rogue One. This should theoretically set you up right into Episode 4, where you go back and rewatch the beginning of Episode 4. You watch episode 5, you watch episode 6, he'll watch The Mandalorian. And then, you watch uh, The Book of Boba Fett. Fuck, I forgot Kenobi. Um, we'll slot Kenobi in, uh, before Rogue One. So after Rebels, but before, no, because Obi-Wan's in Rebels too. Fuck. Okay, so you watch The Clone Wars 2... You watch episode three, you watch The Bad Batch, you watch Obi-Wan, then you watch Rebels, and then you watch everything else I said as it was until you get to episode four. And then you watch five and six, and then you watch The Mandalorian, and then you watch The Book of Boba Fett, and then you can go back and finish seven, eight, and nine. Wow. Ultimate machete order. (laughs) You really thought about that. Unless... (laughs) Unless... (laughs) okay yeah unless you want to do the skywalker story order in which you start with episode one you watch episode one but you watch in the order as i described from episode one on until you finish episode three upon finishing episode three you have to watch all the other things in conjuncture with would they be more leia or more luke so the more violent the more fighting the more rebellious all go with uh leia so we're talking bat we're talking rebels. We're talking uh Obi-Wan. We're talking Rogue One. We're talking episode five. We're talking uh seven and eight. But if it's more like Luke Skywalker, you gotta watch it parallel alongside a separate stream to go down. So we're talking uh solo. We're talking episode four, we're talking episode six. We're talking uh, The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett. Oh my god, there's so much Star Wars. Oh my goodness. Unless you want to start with episode four. Because you start with episode four. You watch through episode four until he does Obi-Wan. When he meets Obi-Wan and finds out about the Clone Wars, you go back and watch the original trilogy in the Clone Wars. And then you pause... You continue on until he meets Leia. 
and is introduced to the Rebellion. The minute he's introduced to the Rebellion in Episode 4, you stop, you rewind, you go watch Rebels and Rogue One and Obi-Wan and everything leading up to that, to the formation of the Rebellion to give you the backstory on the Rebellion. And then you continue on from Episode 4 through 5, 6. After 6, you watch the Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian. And then you can finish with 7, 8, and 9. Do you want another one? That is so incredibly com. How much have you thought about this? This is incredibly this is, comprehensive. The first one is the only one I put any thought into. I'm. This is all me riffing. <laughs> Good lord. Because oh, you could God. reorder it and take Solo, and save it till Episode Nine when Lando shows up with the Millennium Falcon, and then you go back and get the Millennium Falcon backstory. Okay. So with Solo, say, you could split it to be when you first meet Han Solo, You then you go back and watch the first part of Solo, but stop when you first meet the Millennium Falcon, and then wait until episode 9 to get the rest of the Millennium Falcon. I will say this. I think... I honestly think you should just watch... If, if we're just doing the... We'll say the uh, 9 main films i seriously think you should just watch them chronologically not fuck I think that you shit. should yeah I, I think chronologically is the superior form if it's chronologically just how are we talking story canon or in real in, life canon in release order you release will watch order. the original three you will rot you will watch a new hope You'll watch, or just as it was called initially, Star Wars. You watch The Empire Strikes Back. You watch Return of the Jedi. Take a little bit of a break. Then you'll start the prequel trilogy. You'll watch those, and then you will watch the sequel trilogy. And I think giving watching each of those with certain breaks in between, like, will allow you to absorb each of those represents a significant era of like unless. Star Wars history. There's no unless. Unless. (laughs) Even with just just the main nine, you start with episode seven. You watch all of episode seven. And then you watch episode eight until she, or no, you watch episode seven until she meets Luke Skywalker. So you can watch all of seven. You watch seven. And then you go back and watch four, five, six. But in six, you meet Anakin Skywalker. So you gotta go get his story. So you go back and watch one, two, three. And now you know Anakin Skywalker's story. You know Luke Skywalker's story. You can continue with eight and nine. No, I think, I think because those movies were not written, they were not written with all this in mind. You don't think it'll flow? You think it's going to be super jarring to watch these trilogies out of entirely different decades? (laughs) What I will say, I think your very first, I genuinely want to see somebody take your first framework and just make one massive... Supercut. One huge. I don't even know if you could call that a film. I have no idea what you. It's not. It. It's so many hours. Uh, I I don't know. It's like trying to Supercut. watch the MCU in release order in a row. You Supercut doesn't don't. do it justice. It, I I think it is like it would truly be like a chronicle. It would be a Star Wars. It would be the Star Wars chronicle. I I really kind of want to do I, this now. Yeah, like, and I think steal, someone should do that. Steal the files for all of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Upload them up. Oh my god, that's so many hours, James. Because I included the entire fucking Clone Wars. Yeah, you got to the cut Clone them, Wars. <laughs> but you got to cut it into one. It, it can't just be like. I want to see if I can pull up the total runtime on Star Wars. Cut into one massive file. Just one immense file. One single entity again it's a chronicle it's a bunch of stories woven together and i think that's uh that's what it should be that i would agree would be i don't even i don't think there'd be anything Uh, else like it that would be okay (laughs) the death star of cinema so right now (laughs) be immense the executor just the main live action star wars films just the live action star wars films will take you 25 hours and seven minutes is that do they mean the the main trilogies they mean the nine trilogies plus rogue one and solo okay that's not that's not too bad but 
I mean, that's 25 hours already, plus all the other um, stuff. Which I guess... Clone Wars honestly, as a TV show is two days, 18 hours, and 30 minutes. <laughs> that's amazing. Wait, like the animate, like the... The animated. Are you talking about the... I think you should, because you have to include the Gendy Tartakovsky, at least somewhere, uh, right? Don't... Like, okay. you have to. Um, so, let's see. The films is 27 hours and 15 minutes, plus 11 hours for The Mandalorian. That puts us at 38. Plus mm-hmm. 5 hours and 30 minutes for The Book of Boba Fett. The 38, 43. 43. Plus another 8 for Bad Batch, which puts it to... 51. 51. Uh, 51. So that's 51 hours. Mm-hmm. I need a calculator. Um, James, be my calculator. 51 hours. Plus the clone, plus whatever the Clone Wars which is, which is, is two days, which is 48, 48 hours. Plus that's another 99. 18. So 99, that's uh, what? 117. Uh-huh. Star Wars Rebels is 13 hours. 130. Uh, plus another hour for the 30 minutes off Clone Wars and Rebels combined. The spare 30. 131. Uh, Tales of the Jedi is an hour and a half, which you can actually make two hours because that also scoops up the last half hour of Book of Boba Fett. 133. Uh, Kenobi is four hours and 30 minutes, and Andor is nine hours and 30 minutes, so that puts us at 14 hours. Uh, so 147. Yes. It will take 147 hours, aka six days, according to this article, <laughs> Probably, <laughs> to watch all of the Star War. Definitely a little bit more for all the unaccounted <laughs> stuff. That's amazing. Someone has to put together, if anyone is listening to this, and there are computers in the future where you are, please, please make put this, this together. For us, and then... if. James, I yeah. thought of the next step. What's After next After the step? six days of Star, the Star War. <laughs> That's what it's called, uh-huh. six days of Star War. The, the single Star War, yeah. <laughs> Somebody has to do what they did to episode three and run it through Google Translate seven bajillion times. Oh, so. Yeah, it you're right. like that. <laughs> Can you I think imagine should... the Star War? I think they should do that for every single one. I think there should be a... A tragedy Star Wars and a comedy Star Wars. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I'm just imagining the like first Aunt, first uh, first Luke and Obi Wan meeting where he's like, instead of I fought in the Clone Wars with your father, I argued the copy argue I argued the copy conflict with your dad. <laughs> oh, we have to. Someone has to do this. Maybe we should do it. Someone's got, again, someone's going to make the Chronicle. We'll do this. Did you forget about the Star Wars Clone Wars animated movie as well? That's actually part, that is baked into the series. Oh, that is? Yes, the movie was turned into like the first two episodes or some shit. Fair enough. I remember, I loved that movie when it came out. So like, six days, we can can make this supercut. We need a supercomputer to do it, but we can do it. Yeah, the actual rendering of that would probably... You actually would need a really serious piece of equipment to do that, because that is... If, especially if you want it all in... It's so much goddamn... Like high definition. Oh my god. It's so, it's so much... I mean, six days of material. That's like terabytes, right? I mean, that render would probably take... What, like... Weeks? Oh, uh, um, Like a month? I don't know. I, it depends. I don't know. You probably know better than I do. I don't know. I mean, rendering like one thing of, I don't know. I can't remember what the conversion rate is. I guess it depends. I don't know off the top of my head, like, like what it takes to to like for like a unit of film or something like footage to be turned, you know, rendered in a high D. To be fair, we'd really just be opening windows movie maker and putting all of the movies into movie maker. And setting them all next to each other and saying, compress this into one movie. That'd still be rendering it, because it's still, it's it's knitting it all together. But it's just doing the knitting, so, there's no special effects, no extra bits and bobs to line up. 
Yeah, it still takes if if you want the quality to be good, it can still take an insane amount of time. Um, like like it because it'll yeah. How, how much how much time would an hour of rendering get me? Huh. Uh, well, it depends too because some of the stuff will probably go quicker. Like the Tartakovsky, the the 2D Clone Wars will probably go quicker because it's. Uh, like it might just be lower quality. I don't actually. Let's look this up really quick. Let's, let's just see. Because let, let's just assume that everything is going to be high definition. Okay. So we'll say how long calculator. it take to render ten minutes of HD footage. What What was our final total? One hundred and forty-seven. 147 hours. So 147 hours times 60 to get number of minutes. 8,820 so minutes. If you want how much time 4K. Changes? If you want 4K. Okay. What, what, what is do you... this just... Hold on. Is this just telling me? What the fuck is this? I just want a simple answer. I'm sorry. I can't type. That's okay. How long does it take to render 10 minutes of total Clone Wars? <laughs> um, hang on. I think I got something off Reddit Filmmakers. Um, I rendered a 10 minute video before with all the sound effects and it says it took 3 minutes to finish. A 4K video with a frame rate of 30 FPS that is 60 minutes long can take up to four hours to finish high-resolution processing. That's from Google. That's for, like, YouTube. What was it? What you so, say? A, 4K, a 4K video. Uh-huh. How long does it take to render 4K video? A 4K video with a frame rate of 30 frames per second that is 60 minutes long can take up to four hours to finish high-resolution processing. So if that's a 60 minute video, which means an hour. So it's four hours for every hour. Yeah. So it would only take us 588 hours, which is equivalent which to is... 24 days. Wow. <laughs> it would take us a fucking month to render that shit. Wow. <laughs> this that's is so insane. fucking stupid. <laughs> that's amazing. You'd actually have to, there's I don't even know if there's there's got to be I don't know if there's anything that can do that <laughs> that can okay. render for 24 straight days. No, animation studios do that shit all the time. That's all they did fucking Toy Story. That's true. We'll just have to rent out Pixar for 24 days. <laughs> God, I'm Fellas, just seeing, I'm trying to think of like I got something important. There's got to be a way to put this down, right? Like there's got to be a way to reduce that time. Because it, it's rendering an hour of video. But we already have video. We just need the videos to play back to back. Yeah, it's not. You're right. It's not like um, it's not like uh, trying to place things or like you're saying, like add in special effects. It, it really just is just kind of play one after another. Yeah, it's sort of just making sure that they all go together. Um, so what if this is so fucking stupid <laughs> we get, we download all the files we put them in the mm-hmm. movie thing but it doesn't need to render it it doesn't need to because we're going to do the preview where it just plays everything in a row like you start at the beginning yeah. and play through the stuff and you use OBS to screen grab it and watch it that way <laughs> And then OBS would spit out one singular fucking massive MP4. Oh, shit. Can OBS record in high quality? I don't fucking know. Every streamer uses it. Go look at a video game stream. It can record (sighs) high enough quality. I'll put it that way. Because, James, let's be real. You're watching six fucking days of Star Wars. You're not worried about quality at that point. <laughs> no, you're absent. Quality is the only thing that's going to get you through it. No. It's got to be, like, you got to, the picture's got to be good. Pure fucking will. 
I dude, I would totally will of the force, James. I would, I would, I will put this on record that if this happens, I will attend and I will watch this whole thing. I just realized you cannot physically stay awake long enough. No, no, no. You'd have to take breaks. Like, Like, and I only know this because the human body fucking shuts down after five days. We have an entire day outside the capacity of the human body. With enough willpower, we could make it, theoretically. But you probably, you definitely die after that. (laughs) Watching the Star War would be the last thing you'd ever do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're gathered here today to mourn the loss of rj and james uh their <laughs> final moments were them clutching their eyes trying to hold them open as revenge as fucking the empire strikes now it'd be day five so we're as rogue but uh, the book of boba fett plays <laughs> do you think do you think do you think they they'd bury us in Arlington because we're casualties of a war? <laughs> we're casualties of the Star War. We, we're the only two. <laughs> oh. Hey, uh, mummy, mummy, will you tell me about how Grandpappy died? Oh yes, dear. He was a moron and tried to watch the entire Star War. <laughs> One day, I'm going to watch the Star War. You'll do no such thing. That's what killed your grandfather. Now listen, I don't want you going anywhere near those nerdy boys at school, okay? We don't, we don't need another death in the family. <laughs> mummy, mummy, I was talking with Alexander yesterday, and he said that Star Wars Episode Four is his favorite. We don't talk about those movies. We don't. You wait till your father gets home. <laughs> yes, mommy. My uncle says... <laughs> but my uncle says that you watch the Star Wars. Ooh, I only helped render it. <laughs> <laughs> I only helped render it. I didn't watch it myself. I, I set the computer to go and came back a month later. I forgot it even was still on. Did you show my father? Sure I did. It was the best video editor in the galaxy, in town, and a huge nerd, and a good friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> cute. I would, uh, I would either watch a movie about people putting this movie together, uh, or do it myself, or attend the film. I would definitely attend this. That's thing. a great. If there was that's a great a, fucking nerd movie, though. Like, I, it's, like Galaxy it could, Quest, right? Like, you know, Galaxy Quest is the like, oh, the aliens come down and kidnap the cast of a Star Trek show, basically. Oh, yeah. Like, it'd be a great, like, film festival circuit movie to do, like, the story of these two massive fucking nerds loving a sci-fi franchise and wanting to make and watch the ultimate supercut. Yeah, and, like, having to figure out, like, how they can put it together. I think that would actually be really good. And... What would it? Here's a question: Is it fictional, or do you do a documentary and do people actually do it? You do a mockumentary, mockumentary style, and not like in the okay. mockumentary shit where like they fade off on the mockumentary part of it, and not in the mockumentary shit of the Office where by the end of the se- series they got way too into the mockumentary of it and actually had a fucking donor party. Mm-hmm. You just make a documentary, but it's a mockumentary of these people trying to do this kind of love that and you could do it fucking anywhere like you don't need specialized sets or anything like you could probably have them travel to like quote unquote talk to members of the thing so like you film as they're on a road trip or getting on the plane or something to go visit the george lucas character of the series to be like hey mr lucas we're doing this thing and he's like great and like you have the uh one-on-one moment in the chair where he sits down, they're like, uh, the cameras are rolling. He's like, oh, th- yeah, I don't, I mean, I created it, but like, I, I sold that off like 20 years ago. I'd, I haven't thought about it in a while. Like, good for them, I guess. Like, yeah, they, they got out of their, their house, so. Oh, but I got, I got bots at three. Like, how long is this going to take? 
Um, yes, uh, I wish I could say I cared, but I don't. <laughs> no, I like, I like that idea. I'm, I'm being dead serious. If somebody has the wherewithal, if you're ever listening to this, if somebody out there try, already has try it, it, try it. If somebody out there I, already I, has the supercut, you have to legally, you have to tell us. You just please, please put it out. Give us the supercut. If I'm not, not look up the MCU. We should make a do- we should make a documentary of us trying to put this together. Is what we should do. Probably wouldn't be that exciting, but it'd be still kind of fun. Uh, by their calculations, the total of all of runtimes adds up to be six thousand four hundred seventy-two minutes. It's one hundred and eight hours of Marvel movies and TV series. Fuck. Star Dang, Wars has to be by forty hours. Wow. Yeah. We got a plus it's got such a great name. The Star Wars. Chronicle. The Star Wars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep forgetting. Oh. Star Wars. <laughs> We're gonna go watch the Star Wars. I'm going to go watch the Star Wars. Come on, friends. It's time for the Star Wars. Seriously, that actually like not only that movie would be the greatest it might be that might be the holy grail of like nerd movies like like i thought Indiana jones uh, and the holy grail was the holy grail of nerd movies no the fan-made <laughs> indiana jones and the holy grail is the holy grail of nerd movies <laughs> uh you ever think like steven spielberg is like like how did he do it because how the fuck did Grand Spielberg Spielberg has made some of these some amazing movies. Like he's made But if you make enough jo- movies. Well, yeah, but I mean like Jaws, great, awesome film. Jurassic Park, great. Schindler's List. I mean, very heavy, a little melodramatic, but still amazing. Still great. Um still great. Uh uh trying to think of other ones i know he's done other ones um indian jones obviously um but he never made a star wars but he was also he never made friends st- with george fucking lucas and the two of them made indiana jones and george lucas mm-hmm. made the star wars and spielberg like was fucking with him when he got the news that star wars was selling out and like like that's so george, funny i'm pretty sure the story goes that like george lucas was about like going on vacation with steven spielberg so that he didn't have to hear news about when the first Star Wars movie came out, how bad it did in theaters. And the news broke, and somebody was like, dude, it's selling out everywhere. It's fantastic. Can you just imagine, like... Well, because that's the thing, too, is, like, Spielberg set the record for, bot- for the for, like, Jaws was, for two years, the highest-grossing movie of all time. And then Star Wars superseded it two years later. What year did it's Star just Wars like, come out? So, uh, can you imagine being, like, a kid in one of the first theaters at the one of the first showings God. of Star Wars? Like, that is, like, that is, like, that that is, like, a beautiful, that should be in a Renaissance painting. That's, like, that's, like, heaven. The entire, <laughs> ba- the entire Star Wars trilogy was out by the time Back to the Future is set in. Because Back to the Future set in 1985, Marty McFly had seen all three fucking Star Wars when he goes back in time. That's so funny. Because Return of the Jedi came out in 83. That's just crazy. It's crazy how, like... I really think my favorite is the first one. Episode 4? I think the the first one is so good. Yeah. It's so good. Like... Uh. The Empire Strikes Back is the most well-made, I think, out of the movies. Um, but 4 has but charm. It has so much charm. It's so, like, you can just feel that it's like it's like kids playing dress-up. And in my opinion, that is honestly the best thing that a movie can feel like, in the best way possible. Like, just kids playing dress-up. I think it's great. All right. Uh, it's time for us to wrap up. Wow. <laughs> But we came up with the best Star Wars idea to ever Star Wars. Yeah. Try to beat that, you nerds. 
You bunch of fucking nerds. Oh, uh, we just fucking dunked on all of you forever. Bunch of it's okay. Dorks. Sure, someone will. Sure, someone will think of something. Yeah. All right, James. Thank you for joining. Thank you for having me, RJ. It, it's been an honor. <laughs> hey, we likewise, in my the Star friend. War. <laughs> likewise. <laughs> Thank you it's to the main honor. problem of interest for letting us use the song "Living in the Moment" off the album "Cross Off." Yesterday, you can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies, where we post our meme Mondays and the episode links. Our Twitter account is at BetterBudcast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account is BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on. Last but not least, be a better buddy. But yeah, like to a degree, like I, 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 I did think about maybe next year I will cut out like at least for a week, like writing and exercising and stuff like that. So I can just and like do nothing and just be totally just like, just hang out. You know what I mean? So but for sit. now, yeah, yeah. Just You'll walk spend around. a week working and sitting. I'll become like a pigeon. <laughs> truly. James, the city pigeon. <laughs> I love that. That's, just that's walking, right walking the streets, of, streets of New York. You see some bread, and you bend over at their waist and start poking at it, poking at it with your face. <laughs> cool, cool. Ah, another day in New York City. <laughs> oh my god! Uh-huh. Oh my god! I'm the pigeon man of New York City. <laughs> uh, that sounds like some kind of like uh, Adventure Time character. <laughs>